0: Shalom. Greetings. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. Today we are resuming our study in the book of 2 Samuel. And we're ready for chapters 5 and 6 this morning. Now chapter 5 and 6 deal with David becoming king over Israel. And, uh, there's a couple, of, it's not, these two chapters aren't very long, but there's a couple famous, uh, passages and things that take place. Uh, we have David bringing up the Ark of the Covenant as an example. And there's two pretty significant things that happen in that story. And, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But mostly this morning, I'm just going to read the events to you from chapter five and chapter six. And I just pray that the the word of God goes out and speaks to your heart and pierces your heart and causes you to draw ever more closely to him. Alright, no delay today. Let's just dig right in. 2 Samuel chapter 5 and chapter 6, King James Bible. Let's begin. Verse 1. Then came all the tribes of Israel to David unto Hebron, and spake, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. Also, in times past, when Saul was king over us, thou was he that led us out and brought us in Israel. And the Lord said to thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be a captain over Israel. And all the ed- elders of Israel came to, king- came to the king to Hebron. And King David made a league with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. In Hebron he reigned over Judah 7 years and 6 months, and in in Jerusalem he reigned 30 and 3 years over all Israel and Judah. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem unto the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, which spake unto David, saying, Except thou take away the blind and the lame, thou shalt not come in hither, thinking David cannot come in hither. Nevertheless David took the stronghold of Zion, the same is the city of David. And David said on that day, Whosoever getteth up to the gutter, and smiteth the Jebusites, and the lame and the blind that are hated of David's soul he shall be chief and captain. Wherefore they said, The blind and lame shall not come into the house. So David dwelt in the fort and called it the city of David. And David built round about from Milo and inward. And David went on and grew great, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. And Haram king of Tyre sent messengers to David, and cedar trees, and carpenters, and masons, and they built David a house. And David perceived that the Lord had established him king over Israel, and that he had exalted his kingdom for his people, Israel's sake and David took him more concubines and wives out of Jerusalem after he was come to Hebron, and there were yet the sons and daughters born to David, and there be the names of those that were born unto him in Jerusalem, Shemuah and Shobab and Nathan and Solomon and Ibhar also, and Elisha, and Nepheg, and Japhia, and Elishama, and Eldadah, and Liphialat. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, and all the Philistines came up to seek David, and David heard of it, he went down to the hold. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Raphim. And David inquired of the Lord saying Shall I go up to the Philistines will thou deliver me will thou deliver them unto my hand And the Lord said unto David Go up for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thy hand And David came to Baal-perazim and David smote them there and said the Lord hath broken forth upon my enemies before me as the breach of waters therefore he called the name of that place Baal Perazim. And there they left their images, and David and his men burned them. And the Philistines came up yet again, spread themselves into the valley of Raphaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be, when thou hearest the sound of the going in and the tops of the mulberry trees, then thou shalt... Bestir thyself for then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines and David did so and the Lord had commanded him and he smote the Philistines from Geba until they came to Gazir alright so that's chapter 5 we're going to read chapter 6 here in a second I just want to point out you know earlier in the story you know David's going through all this hardship You know, he feels like he's been promised the kingdom, right? But then all of a sudden, he's being chased by Saul and the armies of Israel. And he's constantly having to hide. He's constantly having to do all these things. And then, his remember, his wives and the wives of his men and all of them were carried away. And he had to go and take his men and rescue them. And he spent years of just constant seeming like is God really for me I'm constantly under all this pressure I'm constantly under all this turmoil he even goes and unites himself with the enemy right because he's like Israel doesn't want me so he goes and he lives amongst them lots of things that David went through lots of struggles he had to get through before he received the promise of God and now look he's anointed king um he's you know he he's having children born uh, by all these women he's got the whole kingdom he's hearing god literally like he literally seeks god and says should i go up to fight the philistines and god responds and so he went from great struggle but always even though he was struggling and having difficulties he always still went with what was right. Remember several times, I mean, he had more than one chance to kill Saul and he made the choice not to because he looked at Saul as God's anointed. So David, even though he was suffering, still valued and feared the Lord. And now he's reaping the benefits of it. He's the king of all Israel. He's got many children. He, God is literally responding to him. When he's asking about going up for war and all these things, and it's just showing you how these things can change over time if you will remain faithful. All right, let's read chapter six, not very long, only twenty three verses, couple interesting things that happen though let's take a look verse one, and again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, thirty thousand. And David rose and went with all the people that were with him from Baal of Judah to bring up there hence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drave the new cart, and they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was in Gibeah, accompanying the ark of God, and Ahio went before the ark, and David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of firwood, even on harps, and of psalteries, and of timbrels, and of cornets, and cymbals, and when they came to Nakan's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God, and took hold of it, for the oxen had shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God. And David was displeased, because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah, and he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David, but David carried it aside into the house of Obed Edom, the Gittite. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed it, blessed Obed Edom and all of his household. All right, let's pause for a moment. So they're trying to bring the ark of God. Back to Jerusalem, And as they're going along the way, the oxen stumble and the ark's about to tip off the cart that they had set it on. And Uzzah put his hand on the ark to stabilize it so that it didn't fall. But then God was mad that Uzzah had touched it and he smote him there and he died. And then David's upset that God did that thing. Sometimes it's about God has said do, do things a certain way and then if we get kind of lax on that especially at this time especially with this particular item the Ark of God there was certain ways that this thing had to be dealt with and had to be handled and it required the fear of the Lord and respect of the Lord and reverence. The first problem here is that they put it on a cart that's not the way that the ark is meant to be dealt with there's specific rules and laws about how the ark is to be handled it has poles on the side it's to be carried not put on a cart and pulled by ox oxen and as we're getting ready to see when they finally do bring it in they do it the right way so be careful to look at this and think, man, God's just being cruel. No, there's there's more to it. You just have to actually research and remember what the laws were and how it was supposed to be dealt with, and there's so much nuances and research that needs to be done to understand Uza and this whole situation. But I just gave you a little basic overview there of the probably the main issue on why when Uzzah touched the Ark of the Covenant, that he was killed. So really, the fault blame is lies on David. Because he's the one that said, hey, let's put it on, you know. He was leading this whole thing. Let's continue on here. Verse 12. And it was told to King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obed-Edom, and all that pertaineth unto him, because the Ark of God... So David went and brought up the Ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. And it was so that they that bare the Ark of the Lord had gone six paces. He sacrificed oxen and fatlings. Notice that men are bearing it now. It's not on a cart being pulled by oxen. It's being carried like it's supposed to be carried with the poles that are on the side. And every six, every six paces... David is doing sacrifices of oxling, oxen and fatlings. Verse 14, And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was girded with a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of a trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord and she despised him in her heart. Alright, let's pause for a second. David's wife. She's looking out the window. and She sees David dancing around before the Lord and before the people as they bring in the Ark of the Covenant, this big celebration. And it says she despised him, right? She's looking at him like, oh, embarrassment. Oh, look at him, the way he's behaving. Remember when Jesus said... That a prophet is not without honor except for his own hometown. Here's something I've learned over the years. The people who don't know you, but, I'm just using myself as an example, but they listen to your work and they read your writings and they respect it. It's the people that know you right or the people that grew up with you or family close family and friends they're the ones that are kind of like it's almost like they're put off by what you're doing like who are you to do this or it's hard to explain other than it's kind of like this situation here I really don't have close friends and family who actually listen to the podcast thousands of people all over the world but it's kind of like this. It's weird how in your own hometown, amongst the people who know you and grow up with you, you're kind of despised for this work. Like, they're put off by it for some reason. This is what's going on with David. You know, he's doing all this dancing and he's celebrating before the Lord and his own wife is looking out the window and she's, uh, it says that she despised him in her heart. Be surprised if family and friends and close relatives are put off by your great commitment to God, even though they themselves may be Christian. Let's continue. Verse 17 And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And as soon as David had made an end of offerings, burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And he dwelt among the people, even among the whole multitude of Israel, as well as to the women as men, to everyone a cake of bread, and a good piece of flesh, and a flagon of wine. So all the people departed, everyone to his house." Then David returned to bless his household, and Machel, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David, and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids and of his servants as one of vain, fellow shamelessly uncovereth himself. And David said unto Machel, It was before the Lord, which chose me before thy father, and before all his house, to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore I will play before the Lord, and I will yet be more vile than this. And I will be base in my own sight of the maidservants which thou hast spoken of, and of them shall I be had in honor. Therefore Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no child until the day of her death." that is the end of chapters 5 and 6. And of course, Mikkel ended up being barren as a punishment for despising David for dancing before the Lord. So there you have it. Some pretty uh, interesting things. Things that we've heard before, but hopefully you've had some new thoughts about it. Hopefully I've stirred something in your heart and mind that has blessed you today. I want to remind you that this podcast is 100% listener-supported. Thank you for supporting it at scriptureandprophecy.com and just the Patreon subscribers and the PayPal donators and the people who sent stuff in the mail. Thank you for your great blessing. That's all I have for you today, Lord willing. I'll be back with you on Friday as we continue our study in the ancient book of Yasher. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.